0: Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we have us. Yay! The two of us and you. Hope you're not disappointed. I I picture you... In some sort of seat, listening to this, it, it could be a it could be a moving vehicle seat. What if they're could, jogging? I mean, some people a, aren't sitting down. Some people are jogging. You could be jogging, I, but I don't picture you jogging. Maybe on a skateboard. Not that you don't. Not that you're not in shape. It's somebody's just that you Someone is on rollerblades
1: right now. Think about that, Link. Oh gosh, somebody's I am. on rollerblades. They that look cool. So they look really cool. Everyone when they go by, everybody's thinking that guy must cool. be listening to Ear Biscuits. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, what they're thinking. That's an Ear Biscuits man.
0: See, he's got. Guy, he's got those big headphones on and the rollerblades. That only means one thing, ear biscuits. Okay. That's happening.
1: Well, here's what's going to happen on this ear biscuit. Uh, as you know, if you've been listening for any time, uh, we have started doing this thing on a semi-regular basis where we just talk to one another. And uh, it's been fun. We've learned some things about one another. We've um, taken questions from you, uh, the ear biscuits listeners, and ask them to one another. We're gonna continue in that tradition tonight. And what we're gonna talk about is the creative process um, as it specifically relates to our music it, because- Songs, I, yeah. Yeah, it, and well, not because, but one of the things that's gonna to happen to illustrate this is we're going to play a lot of music tonight. And that includes a lot of tracks, slash demos, slash maybe even not quite demos that have never seen the light of day that I don't think anyone other than
0: just the two of us has ever heard. Never hit anyone's ears. I mean, there's some things that I found on my phone that you had had never heard. Right. Voice
1: memos. I mean, we're going into voice memo demo level tonight. Not to not because we think we're like the the Beatles or something, and we're opening up the archives and you're going to be blown away, but because it's kind of ridiculous it's it's embarrassing and, and hopefully entertaining uh and and, and hopefully in, in informative to those of you who are you know trying to yeah, do something creative out there if
0: you're an aspiring songwriter, then uh, maybe this will give you confidence that you can certainly do better than we can and if you're just a rollerblader, I mean hopefully this will just be entertaining. Yeah, I think it, you don't even have to like music to get a kick out of some of the things that we have tried. <laughs> um, uh, so we have some questions that we've gotten off Twitter that we're going we're going to go through. But first, I, th- I think a good place to start, Rhett, is with the first comedy song that we wrote together. Now, I mean, we were in a band. Together in high school, the wax paper dogs. Yeah. But and it there was, was like, it was
1: comical, but it was not intentionally comical. Y, y, there yeah. were no comedy songs written,
0: right? So the first intentionally comedic song we wrote, I guess it was two thousand one. I mean, this was our third roommate in college, Greg. It with, was two thousand three G's. It was two thousand. It was the year two thousand because yeah, you got married in 2001. You guys got
1: married in two thousand, right? Yeah. You um, and, then, and then Greg in December of 2000.
0: So uh, we decided to write a funny song, making fun of Greg in, at his rehearsal dinner. We were going to perform it live at his rehearsal dinner in order to embarrass him in front of not only his family, but his uh, fiance, Jen's family. Right. So um, we wrote a song, which I I somehow have like the demo recording of us practicing the song yeah. before we performed it. um, And I, I guess we should go ahead and tell him that this song was yeah. then adapted. Well, here's what we realized. We realized a song about a guy who you lived with for three years and making fun of him before he gets married is not something that has a wide audience. Yeah, not a lot of broad appeal. So we decided to change the words and keep the tune and the guitar part and that became the unibrow song right which uh i'll play a little bit of that right now
2: how did i get here in this awkward position my two eyebrows have formed a coalition
0: so the unibrow song actually ended up being one of our first music videos on our youtube channel that went big it but, was
1: featured on the homepage of YouTube.
0: That's right, back but, in the day, and you can still watch that music video, which features Rhett's father as one of the guys in the barber chair that we shave his is uh, unibrow. Yeah,
1: the, <laughs> the good looking one.
0: So, so to go back to this um, rehearsal dinner with Greg, we wrote this song, and the bridge was well. I'll just play it and see if you can you can hear what we said.
2: We sing Greg Naked, soon you will too. Hope you enjoy it more than we do. Then we know that you were meant for each other. The best of friends, soon to be the best of lovers. Didn't we know that you were meant to be together? Two peas in a pod, two birds of a feather.
1: Okay, uh, so that's a little embarrassing, I gotta say. A couple of things to note uh, is we sounded like absolute rednecks. We were. Yeah. Still, still are rednecks, just kind of reformed a little bit. Um, we could not sing well at all. The harmonies harmonies were so flat. I think a dog actually barked as a result of one of your harmonies. He's
0: in torture.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the interesting thing was- We've
0: seen Greg naked, soon you will too. Hope hope you you enjoy enjoy it more than than we we do. do.
1: But it was a hit. The thing I I would like to stress is that- At the rehearsal dinner. As, as, not a nationwide hit, (laughs) you know. uh, As bad as that sounds, uh, as as embarrassing it is, as to play for you, it was an absolute hit at the rehearsal dinner. So much so that one of the most formative conversations that we have had about our careers took place right after that.
0: You remember this? Yeah, sitting in the car with our wives. With our, with our
1: wives. With my fiance well, yeah, at the yeah. time, your wife uh, of six months, and I was going to get married to my wife in six months. And they, it went over so well, they said, you guys need to do something with this. Like you can't just get up there and sing this song and have everybody respond like that and and just move on to the next thing. You've got to keep doing this, you've got to pursue this. And I think that was the beginning of us thinking. And and, first of all, I'm so thankful they said that because based
0: on that recording, no one should have ever thought there was any promise, there was any reason to keep pursuing it. Yeah, I'm very thankful for our wives for seeing the potential, they were like our Simon Cowell. But I mean, in fairness, the live performance was much more dynamic and much more practiced. The whole reason yeah, of recording that, that was right. so that we could not forget it But when we started to yeah, practice that, it a little that bit was later.
1: True, right as we were writing it. I, 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 we can give us the benefit of the doubt.
0: So we started writing uh, intentionally funny songs after that. And uh, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like immediate success. Uh, I well, the, We wrote the Unibrow song r- pretty much right after that, but we also wrote Farting Girl. Which, I don't know why I'm playing some of this, but just because <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Okay, and this so, and this is, uh, there's a lot of voices in this one. This was,
1: uh, many of our friends joined in, many who could sing and many who could not sing, as you'll be able to tell, and as you hear the chorus of voices.
2: Tina. Tina gives the last when she farts and-
3: Too much, then she might have to go and oh, 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 you.
0: Okay, so. That, ladies and gentlemen, was Farting Girl," yeah. an international hit from um, Rent Link. Now, that actually went on an album that
1: was sold at some point. Just mail us the Grammy, and I don't believe that is Out ava- of a trunk that is available to be bought anywhere. Thank goodness, no. But one of the things that was very much a part of the process at that point in our comedy, and especially in our music, was as soon as we wrote it, as soon as we came up with it, a line. We wrote it. And moved on. And it, There was never an evaluation of, hold on, what did what just happened? What did we just write? Did we just really write a song that says, Tina gets the laughs when she farts in a group?
0: Have you ever been in a party where a girl named Tina farted? <laughs> and gets the laughs? <laughs> and like, gets the laughs? It was all a setup. That's another thing. It was all a setup for poop. <laughs> Which
1: is Because poop stupid. and group rhyme, Say Link? Yeah. <laughs> And so, as soon as we figured out, oh, listen, it'll be great if we can just say, if she farts too much, she'll poop. <laughs> so, hey, let's just start it with something about
0: group. Oh, Tina gets a laugh. I if mean, she the, farts the sad group, thing is, we, we just established that we are married men at this point writing this song. <laughs> We're not in, like, third grade. And we put it on an album. I mean, my... Our, 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 Eight and nine year old sons wouldn't have had more decency now oh, to not write a my song. My kids like this. don't even know
1: about this song. My kids would be singing this song left and right all throughout the house if I were to play this for them. But it, because I, 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 the reason we wanted to play that is not just because we thought you'd laugh uh, at how h- horrible it was, well, it was because the process, I will give us some credit. Over the past uh, 14 years, uh, the process has changed significantly. And I think, for me, one of the the things that I've noticed is that it's so much more iterative than it used to be because where it was, oh, poop rhymes with group, boom, let's sit down, let's record this, invite some friends over, let's record this with them. It's so much more iterative where it starts with, a, with a, an idea, and that idea, and whether it's the, the chorus or whether it's the melody or whether it's the music itself, takes a lot of different forms before it takes its final form.
0: Well, okay, so I've got a Twitter question here, and I think we can get into that. Junus Pupa Pupo. That's what appropriate. Yeah. He asks, uh, when we start a project, do we already clearly know what the finished product will be like, or does the idea evolve? Um, <clears throat> I think he may be talking about like a concept for like uh, for a particular song. But I think what you're saying is that the song does evolve as you go along. A perfect example, I think we can walk through uh, It's My Belly Button, one of our most recent songs, just to kind of take it to the other extreme.
1: That's what the Belly Button song, or It's My Belly Button, became. But the song started in a much different place than that. We actually have the first, the demo version that we did, right when we came up with this idea, we sat down, we wrote some music for it, and then uh, Link recorded a, a melody of some of the lyrics that we had written. See if this is in any way... Uh, similar to the final version. This morning, while
4: taking a shower, I noticed something amiss in my bedroom. A little spot like I had been shot. Can you remember me ever being shot? Can you explain this spot that I got cut, cut, cut? I don't recall you ever getting a gunshot. Whoa, oh snap, I've got one toe. What are the chances? We were both shot in the stomach in the same place then recovered and we both had the memory of it, of it. Improbable. Highly improbable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I mean, oh, you, I think man. you had, I was working on something else and you sat down at like the computer and the keyboard and kind of developed th- that backing track Which was just playing in the room, and then I took it and tried to come up with some sort of melody, and and we had talked about the concept, the the thing, a few of the lyrics, right? But the thing that we had talked
1: about was we want to do a song about grown men who discover their belly buttons. They think that they maybe they've been shot and they both healed in the same spot and they've got a scar in the same spot. What are the chances? Oh, highly improbable. That's highly improbable, and we and we wanted that to be what the song was. Mm -hmm. Then. Months later, because that very, was in a very weird sounding. Oh song. yeah, yeah. That was in 2013. Actually, that was in October uh, of last year that we yep. conceptualized that. Lots of time passed, and then we revisited it uh this year. And I remember saying, you know what? I, I want to take a day, and I and I'm gonna. uh You were working on something. And I was like, I'm gonna take a day, and I want to revisit this belly button song and see if I can move it along. And I sat down and listened to exactly what we just listened to, and I was like, oh, this is horrible. We can't we
0: we, we, we can't do this <laughs> right. And it's funny because. I pulled it up in order to email it to you so that you'd have it. And when I pulled it up and listened to it, I was like, this is horrible. We can't do this. <laughs> but I sent it to you anyway, and I was like, this is his problem today. <laughs> well, and, and then you came back and said, "I didn't use that." And I was like, "Okay, yeah." Well, but totally the funny agree. thing is is
1: that I I listened to it and I was like, "You know what? We should handle this whole um Discovery of the belly button and the conjecture as to what it might be. Let's handle that in a sketch at the beginning of this thing. And then let's just let the song be about celebrating the belly button. Right. Like post realization. And so then I updated it with this version, which is a little bit more like the final version, but still a little different.
2: I can't believe we live to be this old and never noticed it little extra hole. So much potential right under my shirt. Thinking of the lost years makes my stomach hurt. I'm not about to hide this gift. It's time for us to bring back the mid midriff. I'm gonna decorate my temple with juice. For you. It's my baby. It's my birthday. I won't pretend like it's nothing. Cause it really is something. Something I want to you, you I show to you. to you
0: baby. You added a baby at the end. <laughs> you were really reaching. I was singing it to a woman. It was oh <laughs> you were? <laughs> yeah. I mean it was very emotional. It was very dramatic. It was supposed to be over dramatic like these guys.
1: Uh, they discover their belly button and then they sing this really dramatic song but then you know i
0: never played that
1: for you i i, I cuz i played that yeah this is like
0: the first time <laughs> i'm hearing it yeah right so and I, i'm like oh gosh maybe we should redo that one too
1: and so i never played you that version because i listened back to that and i knew that that wasn't good enough and in another couple of weeks passed and then when i revisited it again i said this needs to be this has got to be happier, more ridiculous. This should be a pop song. Um and then that ended up you can see that the chorus was almost there, right? Right. But lots of things changed. There ended up being the belly belly button, really really something. It became the hook, really. It, but it's just a it, it that's how the song got to the sound that it, it ended up having. But let's talk about
0: how uh, the y- the concept changed. Did you have another version though? Didn't you I thought you had one more demo to play. Um I well,
1: I yeah, I have the I have basically what is the very last version uh before we change the concept
2: I can't believe we've lived to be this old and somehow we have never seen this hole I can't believe we've lived to be this old and somehow we have never seen this
1: whole.
0: Okay, so, so that, that you, you, were, it was kind of repetitive at, at this point that, in the that demo. Was just, that was just like, okay,
1: it, it's going to have more of a pop beat. It's going to have little. It's going to b- be
4: a beat in the. Right,
1: more poppy, that piano and that kind of thing. And so then that, at that point is when I brought it back to you. Right. And when we were in our office and I was like, okay, here's the updated
0: version. I think we're on to something here in terms of the sound. And you have the chorus too, because that was the best part. It's yeah.
4: my belly button.
0: Yeah, that was you. Also you, had that right. The chorus, the chorus was there, and then we kind of just added some jokes and and uh, you know added the rap and all of that and started to structure it. But we but we had to figure out where the song was going to go. I think that that that's always the second question. The first question is, what's this song about? What's the comedic angle? Two guys discover the belly button, but then it has to go somewhere because I don't think that concept is enough to support a song. And we decided we didn't have the trees yet, right? Well, we, what we, we did... had telescopes going yeah. into the belly buttons. Well, the, th- the thing that we said was, this song has got to go
1: crazier, right? It's got to go more into left field. And so the, the first idea we came up with, well, oh, let's get to the point where these guys start selling... Uh,
0: Basically, charge to
1: look at in their belly buttons with with, te, with, the teles- <laughs> with telescopes. telescopes, and somehow I don't know, I can't remember exactly what, what we this how we came up with this, but it was we were also
0: going to give away magazines about horses. horse manes, horse mane, horse mane magazine. It was really, miniature miniature
1: horse mane magazine. It was crazy. It was if you got if you came and looked at the belly button, <laughs> you got a free
0: subscription to horse
1: miniature horse main
0: magazine. And then we said, okay, but before we get to crazy town with miniature horse main magazine, let's try some things like we didn't have the nugget yet cuz I made that up later, but we had a couple of the other things including trees, bedazzling it and and putting a seed in there and a tree growing out of the belly yeah. button. But then when we revisited it, we said, "Hold on, let's let's if we keep running with the trees, it could actually be logical. We don't have to go to horse main magazines, which doesn't make any sense. So we can carbon offset ourselves. And then the song kind of, it, it, it just went from there. But you, so you can see what we're saying. This is kind of the iterative process of writing a song, I mean, s- since last October.
1: Yeah. And so it, it's been, it, it gets to the point where it becomes, it's not just a song about belly buttons. It's a song about uh, somehow about, it, it's almost an Earth Day, <laughs> an, an Earth Day song, kind of an anti Earth Day song almost in an ironic way. Uh, but it took, five steps to get to that point
0: right a couple other questions sort of Sam asks, is one of you more of an idea centered person whereas the other acts as a filter for the ideas
1: well I'm- I think that I think that this belly button uh, song is the perfect uh, example of uh, how we work a lot of times yeah and, and and that is uh, and we may have I don't know if we've ever uh, talked about this specifically First of all, both of us come up with all kinds of ideas and both of us help finish and filter lots of ideas. Sure. Our, our process is incredibly collaborative and I'm not just making this up. I, I, it is truly the case that a lot of the time we do not remember who came up with the idea. When we think back on a specific idea it's like, I think maybe you said something in a conversation and then I immediately had another idea that built on it and then we're off to the races and we, and we build ideas. That's how we always work but I do think that uh, I'm more forward thinking than you and you're more detail oriented than than I am. We established that when we talked about our personality differences on an episode of Good Mythical Morning and what that lends itself to a lot of times is is I'll come up with 15 different ideas for songs. You'll help establish what the best idea is and then if we move forward with an idea and I kind of get it off the ground, like this Belly Button song, I probably would have just been... fine finishing the song making it sort of an ode to belly buttons but we were sitting there and you're like we got to take it it's got to go somewhere else it's got to go to a new level and that's when the whole left field conversation started happening and it became the song about belly button trees and carbon offsets i think that is i think that's the answer to the question is that a lot of times there's this i might have an idea but it never it never
0: becomes what it's going to be until you marinate on it and turn it into what it is because that's how our brains work as a default. But cer- but certainly, it works the other way as well. Yeah. I have ideas and you make them better. Uh, Smith Brent 518 tweeted, who makes the witty comebacks or do you create your own parts like an Epic Rap Battle, Nerd Geek or Manliness or just the original Epic Rap Battle? Uh, I guess what he's asking is, do we each separately write our own parts of the rap battle and then legit so we're legitimately rap battling and the, the answer is no i hate to crush your uh your hopes i there. don't think that's ever Smith happened brent 518 yeah i mean it's still just very collaborative i i, I think until the very last when we're dividing it up we kind of divorce the lyrics and the whole writing of this of the rap from who's going to be delivering it because that wouldn't be fair and it doesn't matter At at least at that point. I mean, there's a once the song is written, we we, then we have to determine who's going to say what. But it's as we're writing the lines, we don't know who's saying what or how we're going to divide it up. We're just trying to make the best song ever, and we because we both win if it's a great song. Right. And and I'd say that um, you are
1: you're more of a student of rap than I am. You listen to more rap, and so.
0: Typically what we do, and I think this has become... And it's also a detail or anything for me to kind of take... Right. To craft a rap. So it, a so
1: with something like the Texpert, uh, I'm a Texpert rap, uh, one of our most recent raps. What I'll do is I'll sit down and I'll just write a lot of concepts... Like, this would be funny. It would be Jokes, funny if there really. was a, there was a joke about uh, texting with your feet. It would be funny if there was a joke about a masseuse, a, a Swedish masseuse giving you thumb shiatsu, and I could have a yogi. And, and, but I don't think about the rhyme scheme. I don't think about the flow. Just come up with different ideas and then kind of you take it all. I move on to something else. Yeah. We're, we're always working on something. <laughs> I move on to something else, and you'll kind of sit there in, in the office and kind of toy with the lyrics until you... To kind of land at something, then bring it back to me as a demo. And then I'll kind of say, well, I think I'd rather say it like this, or maybe it would be funny if we did it like this, or it would be a better, and then we, the final version is collaborative again. So the typical process is, and I think this is probably typical of lots of people who work together, which I, I would say that one lesson learned, or I don't even, I don't even know what it would be like to, to, to create things apart from you, apart from link. Um, it's such a collaborative process of handing things back and forth, uh, like two guys working on the same project and kind of like, all right, you take this for a while. I'm going to go work on something else. Give it back to me when you've moved it along. I would say that's an encouragement to, if you're having trouble creatively, you come to Creative Roadblocks, find somebody to work with because I think so many of the creative breakthroughs that we've had have been related to the fact that we hand things back and forth until it becomes what it's going to become.
0: And only... Recently, I think in the past year, have we determined that we should spend more time on writing jokes and coming up with funny concepts and where, the beginning, middle, and end of a song before we start crafting the song itself, uh, especially for a rap. I mean, it's there's so much, many more jokes crammed into a rap. We learn to write as many jokes as we could, and then you kind of have things to choose from to kind of make your rhymes in the second half. Whereas before, we would just start at the beginning to start writing and rhyming as we went. And right. you would end up with filler and things that didn't work. Well, r- related question to that. Uh, it says, Ellie Brash X
1: asks, do you write lyrics first or compose the music first? Um, By the I, way, love you guys. Oh, yeah, I wasn't you, did, even, you weren't gonna I, read I wasn't that I was gonna say that. I mean, but it's in the tweet. Heart, two heart. hearts. Yeah, two actual icon hearts there. For me. Um I Two think hearts for me. That, you um, didn't get a heart. I don't know why. Well, I think one of them's for me. It says, you guys. You can, I'm going to take one of those hearts. I don't even know this girl. Maybe I'm not going to take any hearts. I take. You can have all the hearts.
0: I got a wife. Well, they were both for me anyway, so <laughs> I, I've got them.
1: Um, I, I think when it's a rap, like like Link was saying, a lot of times it's very much
0: uh, jokes, even lyrics first, and then- I and, can't write the lyrics without the music. I, I actually tried that. 'Cause I try I thought it I tried to change the music on Texpert halfway through and I was like, Whoop, can't I can't change the tempo. It's not working.
1: Yeah, so well so usually we do have the beat uh that we've gotten uh someone to make for us. I that's another thing. With with raps, we a lot of times we have a producer create something and then we kinda help guide that process. With uh our songs, we always write the the music for those. So we're not you know, we're 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 writing the, the music for the for the songs and then trying to come up with the melody slash lyrics and a really
0: funny example something that we found when we were going through all these old uh, demo levels this was on my phone yeah it it was another voice memo when we were working on the my hair song which i remember how that one worked um uh, i don't remember whose idea it was but i know that you came up with the hook like the the piano hook for the that goes, I think it goes from the verse in through the chorus. My
4: hair goes up, my hair goes down. My hair goes up, my hair goes down. My hair goes up, my hair goes down.
0: Down,
1: down, down, down. The beginning of the idea yeah. was I was like, I got an idea about a song for hair going up and hair going down because my hair goes up, your hair goes down. All I got is this, and it was just the chorus. And then we played a little bit like, well, but the, 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 the verse could be something like this, but I have no idea what the lyrics are gonna be. I have no idea what the melody should be, but we had this little, we had a beat and we had
0: a chord progression. And then, and that was all we had, and you had that on on your computer. Yeah, and then you started working on the second caption feel, and I said, all right, I'm going to work on this melody, and then I kind of had something. I kind of worked on a melody and recorded as I went so I wouldn't forget it, because what you learn when you're writing songs is you get something great, and then you're like, I'm never going to forget that. You go to lunch, and you come back, and you... Do not remember it. So that's why we have so many voice memos on our phone was because we forgot things that we thought were genius. Actually, you're just documenting proof that what you came (laughs) up with really wasn't genius. (laughs) As as you'll see. So this is the My Hair Goes verse uh, melody. I was just making up words off the top of my head and trying to come up with the melody. Something that was catchy. Check, one, two. Testing, testing. This is My Hair Goes Up.
4: Oh! I wonder if you wouldn't remember and if I wrote the song and you sang it with me would the people and if we went down like this and up like this and then all around the world then everybody would be singing the song and passing it on to girls yeah, I'm trying to remember this way to sing So I can sing it with these new words And when I add in the words and you sing along It'll be like two floating turds And if floating turds are cool and we are cool Then we can float along with them And you can rufus the Rufus the Rufus and the Rufus and do Rufus theorem
1: Oh my goodness,
0: Rufus? It, it's like if Bill Cosby... <laughs> were like on so had got his wisdom teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like what that was. The funny thing about it is is the melody that you came up with there was actually better than the melody we landed on. You were like, uh, it was a very R. Kelly thing you were trying. We kinda backed we backed off on the R. Kelly nature of that because it was almost too over the top.
0: And we also didn't include lyrics about turds. turds.
3: <laughs> it's like,
2: and what's our
0: problem? And if the turds are cool, we'll <laughs> float down with
3: them. <laughs> <laughs> Boy,
0: oh gosh, that's embarrassing, man. Well, again, I didn't again, know that that existed.
1: Again, I, I'm hoping. Uh, first of all, you, you if you know us, you know that we re- result uh, or resort to bathroom humor. It's a natural. That was a perfect example of it. Just it's in your brain Stream naturally. Of consciousness. It's, the turds are going to come out. The brain turds <laughs> are going to come out. You can't help it. But I'm hoping that. You know, and something about girls. I said something about girls. It's, the girls will share it. Share it with people. Will share it with girls. I think is <laughs> what you said. Which is, I mean, that's great. We want people to share our music with girls yep. and guys. Um, but I, I do hope that you know. I remember when we were first getting started. I mean, I started playing the guitar uh, when I was seventeen. In the band, we had already started because we were two lead singers, and then I was
0: like, well, one of us needs to play an instrument. And and at that point- Oh, and you know what? Patricia Joyce 94 asked you, how long did it take you to learn to play guitar? What was your favorite song to play?
1: I don't know what my favorite song to play was, but I do know
0: that I learned in a matter of weeks. I remember I got the guitar. You learned, you you bought a fake book. That's what they're called, right? Where they tell you how to play guitar. It's called a fake book. I don't know why, but I think that's where it's just the, you mean where it just has chords. It's got the fakes in it. Yeah. And you got the Eagles one and you got Leonard Leonard Skinner. Yeah.
1: And it was kind of, the Eagles one was great because the Eagles have so many just chords that make up. Acoustic strummy. Yeah. But the Leonard Skinner was just, I had, I had all these electric guitar riffs for like, uh, give me back my bullets. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, The point I am making, though, is that I think about that process of trying to learn how to write songs, and and we kind of felt our way through it, and we didn't have a whole lot of people telling us uh, what to do. But these little tips like, you know, if you come up with a melody, sing it immediately uh, so you won't forget it. If you don't have what the song's going to be about, go ahead and record yourself singing about turds or whatever, because you're going to help establish what the song is going to become. Obviously, we didn't write a song about turds. Not that we're above it. We started this thing off talking about this, one a f- girl that farts in a group and then ends up pooping. <laughs> so we're not above it. But I think for anybody out there who's aspiring to be a songwriter, th- those are some tips that we that we would throw your way, is that just get something out there. Open it
0: up. Don't wait until you've got it completely formulated in your mind. Adane09 asked us, how do you come up with the premise or concept for your songs? I you know, I think we've got three or four different ways that we come up with the concept. I mean, something as, as we've already established, obviously just an idea will pop in our brains. I don't know how you came up with the idea of writing a song about two guys discovering their belly buttons in, well, in the 30s. It, it was a sketch. Uh, I thought it would be a funny sketch. For but us. how did, okay, but how did you come up with the idea for that period? I have no idea. You lo- you were like looking at your belly button.
1: I think I think I may have seen something uh, about. I know what it was. I saw something uh, on television about self awareness and how at a certain age babies realize that their bodies are like they they, they have some sort part, of self, part of them. Part of them, right? Like they, they look at like, their hands. What and if stuff. what if grown men realize that? Oh, they might find their belly button. Right. You know, and then it just from there.
0: Okay. Uh yeah, I, I remember coming up with a I'm a thoughtful guy. I remember I was I was driving into the Fat Burger parking lot. I was gonna get me a fat burger and uh, there was an ad on the radio, it was a dating ad on the radio and it said something about I'm a thoughtful, you know, if you, you want to meet a thoughtful guy. And I was like, Well, I'm a thoughtful guy. I I but I'm like, Well, I don't need a date, but that's kind of funny. It could also just mean that I th- you think, think a, a lot. lot and then I just jotted that down, and then two weeks later, I was I was looking through a list when we were talking about song ideas, and it came up. But I mean, the I, I don't I'm not going to say it's the sad fact. A lot of the ways we come up with our songs, Adane '09, is through sponsorship. I mean, all of our rap battles started with a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Dentine wanted to, they wanted to do something that it that tied gum together with confidence, confidence to start a relationship and that led to Epic Rap Battle and then when uh, we picked, we pitched Epic Rap Battle Manliness um, to a sponsor and then same thing with Tiger Direct and uh, Nerve versus Geek Right so uh, a lot of it
1: has to do with somebody just saying we Necessity. want something that speaks <clears throat> to a certain thing
0: uh, and we approach that kind of like a math problem and I, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's it right. could be boring. Well, I I think th- it's nice to
1: have a constraint or um to we a lot of we were we're reactive sometimes and I think that's a good thing is having something having somebody request that you write something for them can help you come up with ideas that you would not have come up with if it was just you writing along listening to the radio and hearing a commercial about a dating website.
0: Well, I mean that's why why we came up with the five-word song title idea. I mean, the Indie Machines guys, our friends, they came up with the idea for films, and they gave us permission to use it for songs, too. But And really, when we first started making YouTube videos, we were already doing that. Not five-word song titles, but just submit a song title. The Fear of Frog song, one of the first songs on our channel after Unibrow. And that was part of the viral boom, right? No, it was after that. But it, it was a submit a song idea within our... You know, fan base, someone submitted that idea. And
1: then when we came back with the the idea to do five word song titles, we made a video where we said, hey, we're going to, we want to write a song based on your suggestions. The first one that we wrote was Nilla Way for Top Hat Time. Uh, we saw that. We said, okay, surely there's a song in Nilla Way for Top Hat Time. Wrote a very quick and easy uh, song and did a live performance of it for our music video. But then uh, I, A number of months passed, and surprisingly, we asked people to uh, submit five-word song ideas, and there might be, I remember going through and looking at the suggestions for those five-word songs, looking at like a 1,000 in one sitting. Oh, yeah. And not being able to find one that I I thought we could make into a good song. I I don't know what it was. It was just like, man, I, I thought that there would be so many of these that would work. But so many of the people's suggestions were things like, Purple dinosaur kitten donut hole or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's I was like, it's oh, not really a concept there. And then all of a sudden, uh I wish I knew who suggested this. It's in well, it, we, no, it's, we we gave him the credit in the video. Yeah, it's there. Uh we saw rub some bacon on it. It's like that is funny. Uh and that's that's actually Serge underscore BT's question was how did you come up with the rub some bacon on it uh, idea? Well, it was a suggestion. That was one of the five word songs.
0: Now, you have a demo of that. We had a really hard time oh, man, writing we did. Rub Some Bacon on it. I definitely remember that. So, so, yeah, two things about that. First thing is, we wrote
1: the chorus for Rub Some Bacon on it at least four times. So, that Beach Boy style, Rub Some Bacon on a chorus. Some... Yeah. Bacon on that it That was after we had visited many different choruses that we didn't like Over, over <clears> several <throat> weeks Then we finally land on that chorus And then we've got this rub some bacon on it chorus uh, Additional line in the chorus that we wanted And this is originally what it sounded like Just me singing it as a demo
2: Rub some bacon on it Rub some bacon on it Russell Bacon on it. Russell Bacon on it.
0: Now, I remember as we were writing that and recording that, listening to it back and being like, man, we just sound like dumb as dirt, (laughs) like knuckleheads singing. Like, either that or like some type of frat guy that you don't want to hang out with. And we're like, I don't know what to do. We couldn't come up with anything better. And then it was, the idea was, what if a robot sang it? What if it was a robot voice? Mm -hmm. And we kind of knew we could do that using logic. So we changed it to a robot sound effect and it sounded cool. It didn't sound like a couple of numbnuts singing, roll some baking on it, you know? But But then then we thought, we've got this robot singing in the song what are we gonna do in the music
1: video? We've gotta have a robot in in the music video. So the bacon, this is this is just an example of how it isn't totally ever determined from the beginning. The bacon bot, which is the focal point of the entire music video, and ultimately the point, the, like the application point at the end, it was yeah. only created because we didn't like the way we sounded in the chorus and added a robot voice and then needed a robot to sing it and then decided, well, let's just build this. And Jason ended up building that that robot in my backyard over a number of days because they yeah. we were like we gotta have a robot. How do you build a robot? Well, we can use a trash can and we can get an old phone and then we could put Nick Bishop in it.
0: <laughs> and it's and the robot has to be able to fry bacon. So therefore, let's make the head out of a functioning George Foreman. Right. He it ended up not be fun functional. Yeah, it wasn't plugged into anything. And now he's dead. He fell off the top of the refrigerator and uh, the whole his whole head busted. But he's still there. I mean, I think he could be he, repaired. Yeah, if, if if need be, he could be salvaged. But, I mean, those are kind of the ways that we come up with ideas from our brains, from sponsors, from fans. But th- I, there are some times, and we don't have the luxury of a lot of time just to do this anymore, but maybe we never did. But I know there were certain points that we would just say, you know what, today, let's write a song with no constraints. Let's just sit down like with a guitar and a notepad and just open our brains and just vomit out whatever comes out. Hopefully it just won't be like more poop humor. And um, we found a demo that we recorded. Right, so th- this is one we recorded. Uh, we were
1: down at the beach. This is uh, North a number of years ago. This is before we moved to California, so this is probably four years ago. And we were sitting there, just what Link said, we want to write something that has no constraints. And it was a song about a dream that we had. And this is, let me let me tell you, this is a very early demo. This is kind of catching us in the middle of a writing
0: session and trying to kind of capture what we had. The song would be conversational. And so you would be telling me about a dream that you had last night and I would be responding to it. Right and then there would be a second verse where I would have a dream and you would respond to it. We never wrote the second verse about my dream, but we kind of ran with your dream just because and tried to draw a conclusion on the end of it. And I think I was like really far back from your iPhone, which was recording yeah, this so thing, it's, so it's, it's hard not a, to hear me. It's
1: not a great recording. Uh, Link sounds like he's across the room because he was, but uh, I, you know, I he, actually still like this song. You'll get the idea.
2: Let me tell you about a dream I had last night. Okay, why don't you tell it? I was selling colored pencils on the roadside in a world of black and white. And then I noticed I was wearing nothing but my drawers. Um, And then a big panda bear came out of nowhere holding the key. He said, Is this yours? I opened my mouth to scream, but nothing came out but. <sighs> oh, sir, to something. I'm something, funny. And then the bear became a woman. Oh, now you're on the subject. But she looked like Bruce Springsteen. This is not my kind of dream. Then she lit a purple flare <laughs> and burst in the yeah! air. Summoning a committee for the de urbanization of cities. She was giving a presentation. The woman she invented a two-seater scooter that was fueled by facial hair. I shaved my whole face, and then I took my trimmer and shaved both my legs. i an Olympic
1: swimmer. And once she had
2: all my hair, then she
3: went back into
1: a Hold on, were you there? I don't know, that's up to you. And then she <laughs> ate
2: it all. My hair. And then she went nom 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 nom
3: nom nom. Are you
1: sure she didn't go? No, it's more of a mix of the two. More like nom 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 nom
2: nom 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 nom. No, do the longer one there. No, no, no.
4: then she exploded. My hair went everywhere, and the world
2: became color. I think it means something. Of course it means something. You know what it means. Don't, don't trust a woman who makes you shave your facial hair. Especially if moments ago she was a panda bear. Don't trust a panda that just ate your body hair. if it's got a key and you're in your underwear Don't buy a scooter that runs on facial hair Especially if you don't want to end up hairless and alone
4: Cleaning up a dead panda bed
0: Don't Ride a scooter that runs on facial hair. Uh, we we had a lot of facial hair humor in there. We did, and uh, we could salvage that song. There's something in there. It's, it's kind of nuts, but <laughs> it could work. It reminds me of uh, that song we wrote a long time ago, a tribute to friends. A tribute which to friends, yeah. Just it was kind of a story, and it was based on nonsense. Yes. Well, that, there was a lot of nonsense there, and I, I think it's a good answer to this question
1: from Miranda Renee. Three. Uh, three, she says, can you tell us some of the ideas that you haven't followed through with? Well, there's one right there, Miranda. I mean, uh, we've got a lot of these. There's a lot that we won't play for you, but um, things that we we had an idea and we kind of ran with it. And then we got to a point where we're like, well, this, this probably doesn't need to go public. Um, <laughs> it, we, usually the ideas that we develop do find their way onto the internet, right? But occasionally... Uh, especially in the past, we would try a lot of different things that might not make it, like this dream song. I don't remember
0: exactly why we decided, you know what? We just open up our brains. Why did we decide not to just do not, it? Just not to follow just through. Just because we got back from the beach and we had other stuff to do and we never got back to it. Right. I mean, that's how it happens a lot of times. Okay, I found another one that we will never <laughs> go back to. Well, we're going to it right now, though. This is what you get when you listen to your Biscuits. And we are, I, no one's ever heard this thing. Um, now, when I played this for you earlier, mm. did you remember that we had done this? Vaguely. This song's got it all, people. It has, it it has, It's a, it's like a, it has bathroom humor. It has potty humor, literally. It's all about the bathroom. It is about that awkward situation when you're in a public restroom that's like a one person at a time, but somebody knocks on the door and you have to figure out what you're going to say before they like try to like shimmy the door open but thinking it, no one's in there. But the genres uh, that we combined for this are. I was just uh, messing around. Like, it, I don't know why you made the <laughs> the voice that you made. It's but horrible. I just, so horrible. It was just crazy. We're like, let's just do the craziest oh, thing. Let's throw this drums on there. You can sing in a nasal voice. I'm gonna try out all these things in GarageBand I've never used before That's many years ago. It's called Public Place. Mm.
3: This bathroom is made for one, but someone is knocking. I was taking a walk just to in my own, enjoying nature, when all of a sudden, nature coming <laughs> on, my biological says, "Son, huh? Found the nearest restroom, just the block away, was most the store where the Chinese restaurant is next door. Chinese. The restroom was only for customers, though. I'll be in the back. Give me an egg roll to go. Trying to do a private thing, this bathroom is made for one, but someone is knocking. Knock, 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 knock.
2: Oh, man, I never know what to say when this happens.
3: Knock, 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 knock. Oh, man, should I trust the lock and say nothing? Turn, 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 turn. Oh, snap. Uh, I'm in here.
0: It's crazy. I love the Indies. Yeah. I I I really like where that song goes. <laughs> that is possible. I'm
3: in a public place <laughs> trying to do a private thing.
0: <laughs> oh man, that is quite possibly the stupidest <laughs> thing we've ever done. I,
1: I'm sort of liking it now. The third or fourth time I've heard it today, as we've prepared for this, but
0: maybe we should make it into a music video. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. (laughs) Yeah, so, again, um, things have changed a lot.
1: (laughs) And the more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, the interesting thing is, uh, you know, we work in a a different way today. I mean, one of the things that's changed about the way we work is... uh, we have a team of people. Uh, we have things scheduled out more in advance, and so there's not just time necessarily for us to sit around and write that. But back when that was written, mm-hmm. it was just the two of us, We're so just for the fun of we it. We just come into the to the office and we say, "All right, well, mm-hmm. I got an idea for this public place, private thing," and then it's like, <laughs> "All right, well, I'm going to do this weird drum beat <laughs> to this country thing that you've come up with." <laughs> uh, we would never is... let ourselves do that. At, now, uh, but I, hopefully, I, I'm hoping there can be a time. I, I do want to do this thing where we like rent a cabin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and go up there for an extended period of time. And, and write a whole album. Just a whole album. And it, I might end up singing like this again <laughs> oh, every song. And you could do the <laughs> percussion thing. <laughs> that would be great. Who okay. knows what will happen? It could be a whole new genre.
0: Yeah, whether people will listen to it is is another story or question. Okay, listen, I, I found one more song, and this is a complete demo that I found. And based on what the song is written about, I'm kind of deciphering that it was written pretty, maybe still while we were engineers. Well, but no. the quality of the demo is so good that I think it's later. But you're certainly we're certainly pulling on principles yeah, from it was the engineering. Days. Don't
1: block my YouTube. So it had to be after 2005. That's true. that's so true. It, it this
0: was, but, but all the humor was based on based on being in the workplace. Well, yeah, he, here's here's the angle. The song uh, that no one has ever heard is called "Don't Block My YouTube," and it's, it's written from the perspective of of someone like an engineer who works in like a cubicle job. And he's just getting started, and his biggest fear is that the boss will block YouTube at his place of work, which happens. Oh yeah, they won't let you look at YouTube because you'll waste your time and not get right. your job done. Um, we would never write a song like this today because it's too geared towards the workplace, and I, you know that's not yeah that's not where a lot of uh, our fans are at or care about that type of thing. So we're not going to write cubicle humor. But I did think it was inter- the, interesting that this was like a complete. Almost, it sounded like almost produced demo. I only start singing at the end. I remember you wrote most of the song, and I wrote this thing at the end and started singing it. Yeah, so there's like two and a half minutes, and all of a sudden there's like Link comes in, and it's like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> it's good. It's a surprise. I like it. Uh, well, we just spoiled the surprise. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the world premiere of Don't Block My YouTube.
2: The first thing you'll notice is that you're beginning to gain some weight, face it dude. Because you don't reach your target heart rate on your commute. Before you know it you'll be parting your hair and tucking in your business casual shirt. Because your faux honk and mill a genuine draft t-shirt just don't work at work. At first you will be averse To doing number two in the restroom You think, what if my boss comes in He would know me by my shoes But just give it two months You'll be relishing your precious time in the john Cause it's the only time you can have conversations With anyone from second level management You'll go crazy Trapped there in that queue If your boss ever makes that dreadful decision To put a block up on you too There will be a certain girl at work You would have never noticed back in school But here in the office setting, she seems hot. In her pinstripe pantsuit You're thinking about asking her out But let me set your perspective right What you think is a ten on Monday morning Is a five on Friday night? you go crazy Cooped up in that queue Backhand your boss if that sucker decides to put a block up on YouTube. And don't forget those meetings, meetings. What's with all these stinking meetings? Leading after you leading your own freaking meeting about meetings, 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 meetings. Just, just to make, make more meetings. meetings. Let's call a meeting so we can minimize our meetings. <laughs> no block like my YouTube. Is the only thing. Man's and
4: man's YouTube, it, YouTube,
1: YouTube, YouTube. it took you a while to come in there, but you really came in strong, <laughs> and you really finished strong. I like that song, man. I, I just, I mean. It's like a Nickelback rip-off rip or something. <laughs> well, I f- sound very Weird Al, very nasally You're weird.
4: very high yeah. singing. There will be a certain girl at work you would have never noticed back at school. That's
1: harsh, that whole, yeah. that whole
0: logic there that I came up with. Yeah, we would never say that publicly now. That's, it's kind of sexist. A little bit. But, but, but still, a completely formed song that no one's ever heard until right now on this ear biscuit, uh, because you decided to stick around and hang out with us for this amount of time, so we're truly grateful. I think the
1: the, the, hopefully one of the things that has been demonstrated here is that um, if you think that some of our music is actually good, which hopefully you do, uh, you see that the only way that that even has a chance of happening is a whole lot of bad to happen. Yeah. You know, you you have to churn out so much stuff uh, creatively uh, in order to get to the things that you actually want to share with people. Uh, but you just that you've got to get that engine going. You've got to get the machine working, so something will come out of it. So then you can say, okay, I got this out of the way, so I could get to the next thing, and maybe the next thing or the thing after that will be the thing that I actually want to share. Um, but I don't know. I spent I, sitting and listening to this stuff and kind of being reminded of, you know, we've been doing this a long time. That's the thing I'm struck with some of some of these. These songs are from, I mean, the first one's from the year 2000.
0: Yeah. That's, that's about 14 years ago. It's kind of depressing. Um, actually, I mean, the thing that struck me having going, going back through this is the amount of fun that we had developing this, I, I don't know if I would call it a skill, but developing this practice and this of collaboratively writing a song Um you know, I, I've seen footage of comedy writing duos who can just sit down and they can write a script, and we've, we we do very little of that, but it, we do very much of that when it comes to a song. It's, it's funny how a song kind of brings out the best in both of us in terms of being able to contribute to something and create something, because our brains do work differently, um, and we we care about the same things, but then we also have the capacity to care about different things at the same time and make a, It's but it, mostly I'm saying it's fun to write a song. I mean, the best part about high school was being in a band, writing crappy music, mm-hmm. and then, you know, whenever we would sit down in college, and ever since then, when you sit down, we have to divide things up a lot, but there's there's a lot of fun and there's like a magical thing that happens when you can sit down and kind of kind of craft a song that that comes together and it's the, this cohesive thing that you want to you can listen to a whole bunch. Well, and there's Hopefully. just there's just something about
1: th- this is why I really hope and I think it, the, this will be the case that music will continue to be a cornerstone of what we create. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been times where we've gotten a little bit slack with the amount of songs that we're putting out, right? Yeah, we, we we've gone for long periods of time where we're not. Putting out songs, not writing new music, not putting out music videos. But there's just something when you go back and listen to listen to things like this, it's just totally different experience to go back and listen to an old song, to hear the iterative process of those five different stages of a song as it was being written. It's something that doesn't happen when you go back and watch a video. You know, because that's not how you don't that's not how you make videos. You don't make the video five times. You Hopefully you not. talk about it and plan it and script it and then you go shoot it and then you edit it and maybe there's a couple of different edits, but there's just something about music uh, just from a from a creative standpoint that is different is better and l- talking about these, listening to this, listening to these old songs that we haven't listened to some f- we're hearing for the first time as we plan for each other. yeah, makes me want to write more.
0: Yeah, I feel energized. Let's go write a song. What are What are we gonna Are we gonna give them the scoop on something that we're, the next song we're gonna write? Well, I can tell you the voice I'm gonna sing it in.
3: It's gonna be up in here. I'm singing our next song in a nasal voice.
0: I hope that's okay with you. Let us know. hashtag Ear Biscuits. Well, not what you think of that. I know what you think of that. Uh, what you thought of this episode? Again, it's you know there's an experimental nature to the two of us having a conversation, guestless. We're certainly not going to give up our guests, and you can count on that next week. But uh, give us some hashtag ear biscuits feedback. I as- will say one thing though,
1: as you're as you're uh, putting Hello, together you. putting together your tweets. Uh, uh, hashtag Ear Biscuits, or leaving your comment or uh, review and rating on iTunes, which, again, as we've established, helps a whole lot. Please do that. Great way to support the show. I don't think I want to do much more unintentionally country music. Hmm. I think that's one of the things that I hear in a lot of what we've, what we've done, is that we would write a country song not realizing as it was a country song, just because we come from such a country background. And so much of what we listen to is just naturally (sighs) country. And when we start singing, the chords that we'll play and the melodies that we will sing naturally fall into that country thing. We've gotten to this place where we have to be like, no, no, guys, this is a rock song, or this is a pop song, or this is a rap song. It cannot be a country song, not because country's bad, but because when you write a song that you want to be a pop song, and then somebody listens to it, and they're like, oh, is that a country song? (laughs) It doesn't work. It ruins the comedy because the clarity of the comedic angle that we're trying to get across is ruined, so.
3: I don't think I'm gonna be singing like this <laughs> and having you do some weird percussion.
1: <laughs> Unless we decide to just do a, no, this is a legitimate country song, which I do have an idea for a country song about grilled cheese. Remember oh, that no. one? I think oh, that's, I that's that half written already. But, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't go there.
0: I can, I'll need to dig up that demo. That's a good one. Okay, uh, thanks for hanging out with us like I said, you can count on us to speak into your ears via a biscuit next week and every Friday. Thanks for leaving that iTunes review and for uh, supporting our musical endeavors.
1: yes, a great way to do that is by listening to it <laughs>
0: Oops. what else what else do you want to say, rap? Right? Nothing me neither. I'm done. bye.